0: Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever and soon. Right now, save up to $500 on our top-rated brands when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy or save up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets. Shop America's best brands confidently with our low-price guarantee. Hurry into Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit sale.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash business growth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for Uh, small business owners, sales professionals, business leaders of all sorts, and this is because of the guests who come on this podcast to have a conversation with me where they share their expertise with all of you. This way you can get what you need for your business, get answers to your questions, ideas that you may not have had before, uh, so that you can do better things uh, in your business and be more successful and happier. Today, my guest is Monty Wyatt. As CEO of Adding Zeros, an executive development firm and one of the top coaches in action coach business coaching, Monty brings over 25 years of remarkable leadership, business, and personal development experience to executives and their organizations. Thanks so much for joining me today, Monty.
2: Diane, looking forward to the conversation.
1: I am as well. I um, want to dive right in and ask you to define a successful business, please.
2: You know, when I, I think of a successful business, it's uh, very big in, in definition. And I'm going to say it in five words, and then I'll, I'll even share it more, more depthly. But uh, uh, the first word is sustainable. So okay. sustainable means it's going to be around a long time. And I look at it that a great business outlasts the people that are in it today. So the first word is sustainable. Uh, The second word is predictable. A great business, you should also be able to predict your future because you have great marketing, great sales activity, and great customer service. The third word I'll use is stable. Stable means that we've got consistency in our team. We've got uh, people know what to rely on when you deal with the organization as a team. The the fourth word is consistent. We've got to be consistent. So every person that does business with you, no matter uh, who they talk to, they get treated very similarly and with a wow factor. And the last word, actually, it's two words, emotional connection. People want to be emotionally connected as employees, but also as customers. So a great business is sustainable, predictable, stable, consistent, and has an emotional connection.
1: That's terrific. I love that. One of the things I love about that is that I can actually picture that. I think I can probably picture the opposite of that as well. We can walk down the street and see
2: the opposite of that. Exactly.
1: I know. know. It's really unfortunate. So I think people um, consistently, to use a word that that, um, you just use and will probably be using a lot, I think they... uh, I want to say the word mistake, I'm not really sure that's it, maybe it's um, mix up, Uh, leadership and management. So I'm wondering if you can share what each of them is and what the difference between them is.
2: You know, I think you, you said it right. I think the world has taught us to believe that leadership and management are the same. Because we're a manager, it means that we're a leader. Well, that's not really the case. I don't believe that every manager is a great leader, and I don't believe all leaders have to be managers. Uh, a leader is not about position. It's about their influence. It's how they interact with others. It's uh, their passion, their focus, their energy that they're guiding towards something bigger. That's what a leader does. They create energy and passion towards something. A manager is making sure that whatever they're managing is productive and it's competent. So if I'm managing people, I, I want to make sure they're competent and productive. Now, I, I want to say something. I don't believe you can manage people. You can only manage processes. But so, <laughs> <Thank> many, <you. laughs> so, so many managers believe they have to manage their people. No, we, yeah. our job as a manager is to make sure our team is competent and productive. And we manage them with processes and we lead people with energy, with vision, with purpose.
1: Okay. Um, I, I really appreciate that. And I agree with you. I don't think you can manage people either. And I think that is a huge mistake that people make because then their focus is in the wrong place. And I think that's where like micromanaging comes from.
2: And I think a lot of people are afraid of that word of micromanaging so they don't manage it all. <laughs> and th- th- there's a problem. I-, I-, I think the business world needs more management and also needs more leadership today. And if we truly know what behaviors, what actions we want, what processes we want our teams to be following and living by, now we have something to manage. There's a difference between good management and micromanagement, and
1: the world needs more good management. I so agree with that. I could not agree more. So speaking of that, talk to me some about mindset and, and the mindset that you think is really necessary today for organizations to be successful.
2: Yeah, I'm going I'm to give you two words, and they're, they're the opposite, and then I'll explain And The first one is abundance. I think the, the mentality and mindset that is needed today is an abundant mindset. Now, the opposite is the word scarcity. Scarcity says that there's never enough. There's not enough today. And so many businesses are working in the scarcity mindset because they're not opening their actions, their eyes, their world to all of the opportunity in front of them. And that's what abundance is. That's, it means that there's more business than all of us can handle as long as we're doing the right things. You know, there's there's more business out there as long as we're taken the right steps, we're thinking correctly, and we're taking uh, the focus that needs to be focused on.
1: Okay. So that seems like, I I get it. It makes sense to me. I also feel like a lot of business leaders struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, Right? I mean, is there a reason why that is such a hard mindset to grasp?
2: You know, it's uh, when I work with my clients, I I teach them the concept of how can we and how can we is an abundant way to solve problems. Most challenges in business, uh, people say we should do this. And someone else says, well, we tried it five years ago, two years ago, last month. It didn't work. Well, scarcity says we can't do something. Abundance says there's always a way. Let's find it. And too many times we stop with one person saying, we tried it before, we can't do that. So the conversation ends, so they go a different direction or they don't take action at all. It's, we've got to really think about what are the options and opportunities we have in front of us. And when, when companies brainstorm, when executives brainstorm, business owners brainstorm, we often stop at the second or third idea. We need yeah. to get to the seventh, eighth, twelfth idea so we can find how can we make this work most effectively. That to me is is the biggest barrier of the abundant thinking is we don't think, or many businesses don't think, how can we? We stop at when somebody says we can't do this because of A, B, or C.
1: So I, I think that is so true. I, it's, it's, Making me think of two things. One is that, um, like when I am doing a a leadership training, one of the things that I say to the people in the room, if we're doing strategic planning or something, is there are no bad ideas. There's only ideas that won't work right now. So, bring them on. Right? Let's just throw them out, and then we'll figure out which ones we can actually do. But we need to get all of them. And and the other thing, and I'm I'm curious. Um, what, you, what your take is on this. The other thing that I say is that the leader's job isn't to have all the answers. It's to convene all the resources available in order to find the answers.
2: Yeah, I, so, I love how you said that because I, I, I want to jump in here because I think sure, I, go. The, the leader's job is to ask questions. Yeah. To challenge us to think and I, I, I think you, you said it right. There's so many managers and leaders that think to be a manager and leader, I have to have the answer. See, I I think that's a manager mentality. People come to me, I'm supposed to have it. No, our, our role as a leader and a manager is to teach people to think. And you only teach people to think when you ask them the right questions and you challenge them to coming up with the answers instead of you always giving the answer.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Right. So if someone comes to you and says, you know, here's the situation, what do you think I should do? We're better off saying, what do you think you should do? Do you have any thoughts on this subject before we just give them the answer? Because it's the quickest, most expedient thing to do.
2: And, and that's the mindset is it's the quickest. Well, golly if I wait till they come back with an answer, we're going to miss this opportunity. Well, then you're going to be doing that for the rest of your yeah. career and their career.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and
2: asking the tough questions is, Hey, what options have you thought about? Well, I haven't thought of any yet. Well, great. Go back and think for 20 minutes and then yeah. come back to me three ideas and tell me which one you think would be best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That is great. Okay. I, I want to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Awesome. Accelerate your business growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com/businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on Audible.com are "Why Customers Leave and How to Win Them Back" by David Averin. And "Leading Loyalty by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com/business Growth, Explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Monty Wyatt about how to grow a successful business. So, Monty, um, what are the five disciplines of exponential growth?
0: So
2: I want to tell you about a a little journey. So for the last, I'm going to say eight or nine years, I've been working with uh, a lot of different organizations, some small, some medium sized some very large organizations. And when I work with them, you know, I, they they want help in certain specific areas, but I'm also observing what makes them successful. Uh, And I've noticed some disciplines that organizations have that make them very successful. And it's interesting. I'm going to teach them as, as five disciplines that every business has to have. But most businesses are, are short in at least two or three. And so the, the disciplines are strategy. We've got to be, number one is strategy. We've got to be clear on how we're going to win. And it's not, it's not about how we're going to win today. It's about how we're going to win long term. We've got to be clear on the opportunity that as an organization we're filling, how do we create leverage in our business so we can grow and keep growing our margin? That's a piece of strategy. The, the second discipline is business development. Business development creates predictability and God, it's, it's, it's fun watching organizations. They go a couple months with a lot of marketing and then they get a lot of leads and then they stop marketing and then they go a few months to fulfill and then they find out, well, God, we ran out of leads. Now, part, of, part of business development is having great ongoing marketing and sales processes. So we can market, we can have the message, but we've gotta make sure that we're consistently out there doing the marketing activities and we're testing and measuring so we can see what works, what our acquisition cost is, and we've gotta have a sales process and customer service that serves the customer best. So that's, that's the discipline of, of, of business development. The third discipline is, is so important. We, we made it about itself, it's people. Discipline of people. Most organizations say that, oh, our people are our most important asset. Really? Okay, how are you developing them? How are you training them? How are you recruiting and attracting the best people? When I talk about the discipline of people, it's creating leadership in your organization. And leadership starts with ourselves. We have to lead ourselves first. And the, the second piece of the discipline of people is around How are we developing our talent so they can be the best in their jobs? You know, we've got to make sure that we're developing, giving the skills, the opportunities, so our team is continually growing in the skills needed to be successful. And and the last piece of, of the people discipline is all around recruitment. Recruitment is a process to see if people match and are a great fit for our organizational culture, for uh, the role, for who we are and where we're headed. Uh, So we've got discipline of strategy, discipline of business development, discipline of people. The fourth discipline is discipline of execution. We are, I'm going to say this as a general term, business leaders are very good at setting goals. We can set (laughs) goals. Know where we're going, but it's the execution and the follow-through that needs discipline. And you know, it's about what's the process we're following? How are we managing the business? And a part of that execution is on financials. We've got to manage our business by understanding our numbers, our financials. And I'm not just talking revenue and profit, but our acquisition costs, other, other stats, of your financial business that we have to know so we can execute appropriately. The, the last discipline I'll touch on, and I, it's almost the most important, it's the discipline of mission. And I, I'll start by saying, I'll tell you what it it isn't. it isn't. The discipline of mission is not about a mission statement. The discipline of mission is... The discipline of who we are and how we're interacting in the world and it does start with clear core values that the organization has to have so many organizations have unwritten values or a, a culture that's defined by how a person shows up today and what mood they're in that's not an organizational culture we have to guide teach develop our organization to behave in a certain way and that's core core values The second piece of the discipline of mission, instead of a mission statement, I believe every business needs to have a purpose statement. Every day, the organization and its employees and team members should wake up and be passionate about this is why I'm going to work today because this is our purpose today. Mission is so far out there. I need a purpose today because this is the impact on the world that we're making. Uh, So that's, that's a big, powerful thing. And you know, when all five of these disciplines work, that's when an organization can really grow. If you've got even one of these disciplines that's not as strong as the others, uh, you can tell in your organization and the speed that you can move, the the growth that you're going to have or how your people are sticking around or not sticking around.
1: So, th- and it seems to me that if if one of the disciplines is operating at a at a less um, impactful level than the others it directly impacts how how well the others can be can can survive so right because i'm thinking okay well if you don't really if you really aren't clear on mission and you don't have the discipline of mission you probably don't have the discipline of execution You probably don't have the discipline of people, right? I mean, it feels like they, they hit each other, they impact each other, and so they all have to be sort of operating on the same plane.
2: Absolutely. And when I start working with a client, I start with the discipline of mission and the discipline of strategy. And both of those are bigger picture conversations. And most organizations don't make the time to do those because they're not an immediate uh, well, I got to get serve the client today. I got to go get a client today. Well, we've got to have those two clear before we do anything, because oftentimes we're we're going 100 miles an hour, but we we might be going in the wrong direction.
1: Right, right. And you need those, and then you whittle it down to the others, which feel like they serve those two. Right. Absolutely. Business development, people, execution, or how you reach your, you know, h- how you meet the strategy, how you meet the mission.
2: Yeah, th- those two help support all the rest of the, the yeah. discipline. W- yeah. Without strategy and mission, it's really hard to do the other ones. H- how do I do good business development if I don't know where right. I'm going? How right. do I interact with my dis- my team, my discipline of people, if I don't have a clear culture? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, this is really, it's so... True. And, and, I, and I really hope people are listening to this because um, th- there's so much of this, like when you were talking about business development, I was laughing because you are so right. I find this all the time. The companies, they start, they stop, they, they hit their prospecting, they stop their prospecting because then they're busy doing whatever the work is. And then they turn around and they don't have anything in the funnel. And then so it's always feast or famine. They're always in this weird cycle. And, and it's because they don't have systems in place. As you say, a discipline for this is how we're going to do it all the time.
2: Too too many times businesses are uh, based on the discipline of a person. Mm. And what I'm referring to here is the organization has to have discipline. If we rely on a person to guide the organization with that person's discipline, what happens when that person sleeps in today? What happens when that person goes on vacation? What happens if that person is no longer here? Now we don't have that discipline any longer. And so it's about a, a way of working or an operating system, so to speak, to running your business is you have to have the right discipline in the right areas so the business can be successful.
1: Yeah, right, right. And I, and I keep thinking about the whole discipline of people because it, it is so critical. There's so much wrapped up in it. I think about business owners who um, either have unrealistic expectations of their people because they aren't giving them the tools and resources that they need, or they don't have high enough expectations of them. So they aren't allowing them to grow and thrive and, Contribute to the level that they could. It feels like there's there's a whole weird psychology wrapped around in that. Like either they're on, like they're afraid to give other people authority because they're afraid that they're going to be vulnerable, or they're afraid that that people uh, aren't going to work as hard as they are. Or I don't know what it is.
2: Well, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, whether it's fear that they can't do it as well as I can, or it, they, they lack the trust in ha- letting the team do it. And I step back and say, well, tell me, how have you trained them to do this? Well, they can't do it as good as I can. Well, here here's my view. If they can do it 80% as good as you can, then it's time yeah. to let them do it. And you are there to help support them, help them get better. They can't do it as good as you can on day one. But I would hope within three, four, five months, they're going to do it as good as you can, if not better than you can. Because you as the leader, CEO, business owner, whatever it might be, you've got to be focusing on growing the business and supporting your team so it's structured to grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. It can't all be on you. Because God forbid something happens to you, what happens to all of them?
2: Absolutely. So, you know, this is the discipline of an organization because they're there are many people that a business has to satisfy. And, and that's the challenge. Most, most of the time, the, the owner, the CEO, doesn't see everything that needs to be satisfied, or better yet, everyone who needs to be satisfied.
1: Okay, so talk to me about those people, all of those constituencies that need to be satisfied.
2: You know, so, so we've got the five disciplines, and, and I believe that each discipline influences and satisfies different organizations, and I'm going to say organizations as people. So the, the first one, you know, we have to satisfy the customer. That's the simple one, right? Yeah, we, we've right. got to satisfy the customer, but we also have to satisfy the employee. So we've got the team member and the customer as the first two constituents. And if we aren't satisfying the team member, they aren't able to satisfy the customer, or maybe yeah. they're not willing to satisfy the customer. So we've got the customer, the team member, You know, we do have stakeholders. Stakeholders are our investors, our board of directors, our owner, whatever it might be. We do have to satisfy them. So they want to return on their investments. So we've got to satisfy the customer, the team members, the owners of the business, the stakeholders. Uh, I want to, number four, we miss this one a lot. And I'm going to say the fourth constituent is the company. And what I mean by that goes back to my definition of a great business is that the company needs to be satisfied long-term by consistent return on investment, by consistent profit, by consistent growth, by consistent recruitment. And that company has to be bigger than the people that are in it. Again, the company should outlast every one of us. So the fifth constituent is the community that we're a part of. To me, that we satisfy the community in a number of ways. We satisfy the community by adding jobs. The more jobs we add, the better our, and stronger our communities get. So we've got to focus on uh, continuing to grow so we can add jobs. We are the backbone of, of the world when we add jobs. We've got to satisfy the community by getting involved in the community, by who we are, how we're volunteering or even giving back to the community. Because, again, if if we are a successful business, how are we helping our community continue to thrive long-term? How are we helping with those that are less fortunate? Or how are we helping with new parks, new bike trails? We have that obligation as a successful business to ensure our communities continue to grow. So we've got our customer, our team members, our stakeholders, our company, and the community.
1: Okay. So I I get all of those. And you, when you were talking about, um, you know, the customer, of course, and then the employees, you you mentioned that if we're not meeting the needs of our employees, they're not going to be able to meet the needs of our um, customers. So is is there a certain um, hierarchy of these five things? Like, is there like, if we focus on our employees, does everything else fall naturally from there? Or do we need to be making sure that we are intentional and aware of all of them?
2: We need to make sure we're an intentional and aware about all of them. Again, very similar to the disciplines. If, if, we're not, if we only focus, say we only focus on the investor, we're making decisions about our people about our customer, maybe about our community, uh, without thinking about them. Because, oh, we're not hitting our numbers this quarter, this month, so we need to cut expenses, but we don't look at how it's impacting how we serve the customer or satisfy the customer. When you make decisions in a business, you have to uh, really think about, how does this affect our people? How does this affect our process? Because oftentimes, that process impacts the customer, impacts our financials, impacts who we are, and how does that engage our, our team? So they are all equally important. We could satisfy the stakeholder, the investor all day long. But if we're not keeping our team satisfied, our customer's getting disenchanted and they're going somewhere else. And we think, we think we're think we doing okay because the, the investors are happy.
1: Yeah, right.
2: You know, big a big phrase that I'm sure you hear a lot of is, you know, our our team engagement is down today. Our yeah. team engagement is, the trend is down, we're getting fewer and fewer people engaged. Well, my first question is, what are we doing proactively to, to keep them a part of the organization? How are we working with them to help set our goals long-term? How are we helping them be clear on what their responsibilities are and how they impact those results every single day? How are we consistently communicating And and my biggest question when I hear engagement is, how engaged is the management team? We say the employees aren't as engaged as we like. The employee or the engagement survey says this. Well, my first question is, what are we as the management team doing to lead the organization to get people inspired about being part of us? And that comes that's full circle almost to that leadership and management conversation. We need both of them more than ever today because I might be on the executive team and we're managing the business, but we're complaining about engagement, but we're not doing anything. We're not leading the path. We're not getting people excited about the direction that we're going, the new products, the, the, the new customer base that we're after, the efficiencies that we're creating so we can serve the customer and the team better.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, I think there are so many companies that are really uh, focused on the stakeholders be- and the investors because they think as long as we're satisfying them, everything else is fine. But they're not even noticing until it's too late how, how the client's unhappy, how the employees are disengaged, how the, the company really is not as uh, stable and as and uh, sustainable as they're leading themselves to believe. You know, I,
2: I want to tell a story about a current client. I, I'm going to be cautious about the industry and, and their their name, but they are a very, very large organization. And, you know, they, they are trying to cut some expenses. And they, they have a fairly new CEO of the organization, and he's coming from outside the industry and outside of the geography, so he doesn't really understand the market, doesn't really understand how making these big decisions to cut millions of dollars, uh, how it affects serving the customer, and how it affects supporting the team who supports the customer. All that person is seeing uh, and, and we 're trying to convince him we're we 're making different views we're we 're selling our story, but it 's hard to get this individual to see that hey we can we can cut these jobs we can cut this expense, but that 's going to impact how we serve our customer. You might see a short term financial benefit, but the long term is what we have to be looking at and that 's when I go back to that definition of a of a successful business, if we're not focused on how to be sustainable, none of the rest is going to matter. Yeah. Because if, the, if we're only planning the business to be around a couple years, years, uh, then, then we'll, we'll survive. But if we want this business to really grow, to make an impact in the world, that's where we have to think long-term. And how does every decision, uh, every action we take impact those things? And, and and that's where I I think that, you know, the business world gets a bad rap because that's what they focus on. Many businesses focus on that, that investor, that stakeholder. Uh, But that's, that's, that's my purpose is to help change the perception of the business world by getting people to and organizations to really think about all of these disciplines and all of the constituents.
1: It makes so much sense. And, and I, And unfortunately, like, I don't even think you have to, I mean, I'm glad you didn't divulge uh, about your client and you don't have to, because I I think that kind of thing is happening in every industry all the time, because it's this immediacy, you know, it's those short-term decisions have long-term consequences, And you have to be able to look at them long-term as opposed to in the immediate and think that it's going to have a lot. Like I think they think, well, this will have a long-term impact. Well, it will, but it's probably not the one you're expecting it to have. So I
2: get my bonus in six months and I want to make sure that I'm getting my bonus.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's, that's where the conversation stops. We're on bonus to bonus and we're not thinking long-term or somebody's thinking about their next promotion or where they're going next so they want to get the quickest impact, but to the, to the big picture, that's not good for the business.
1: But so aren't they really thinking about a constituency of one
2: themselves?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which never works. And, and, and the information that you're sharing with us shows how it doesn't work because you have to have all of these other um audiences in mind, you know, you have to be going through, like uh, what I think about when you're, when you're talking about, okay, but this is how it's going to impact the client is process flows. We have to take a look at, okay, if we do that, then what is the experience that the customer is going to have? Are we okay with that? Is that going to be a stellar experience or, or not? And if not, okay, then what can we do? And, and there was another thing about that I was thinking, which is, um, it sounds like that leader is making the decision all on their own instead of pulling like, their managers together, their VPs or whatever, and saying, okay, here's the situation. We need to reduce some costs. What ideas do you have? Do you have any ideas? Do you want to go back and think about it and come back and, and bring me some, this is where we're at, this is what we're trying to do, without negatively impacting this, 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 and this, and, and- see what they come up with?
2: That, that that's a, a, an excellent point. And I, and I want to come back to so many CEOs, uh, believe they have all the answers mm-hmm. and their job is not to have all the answers. Their mm-hmm. job is to structure the business, help ensure the team is making the best decisions. Because if that person is the only one who can make those kinds of decisions, that wow. isn't sustainable at all. You're not developing your next level of managers who can do things that that's where you create leverage in a business is when you're teaching your team members, how we want to make decisions, what we need to be thinking about, how do we choose to be successful in this? And we're all in this together. We're all after the same objective. And so I want everybody to be helping us come up with the right solutions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is so key. Wow, Mani, I really appreciate this information. I think it is incredibly valuable. And one of the things that I really appreciate is how you break it down because it's easy to digest and it's easy to see with, with these different, um, you know, breakdowns of a successful company g- growth and constituencies that, you know, and then you can put all of those together and see how, how they all impact each other. So thank you for this. This was awesome.
2: Well, you're you're welcome. You know, I, I think there's so many organizations, uh, consultants, you name it, try to make things so complicated. Yeah. I'm not saying that these five disciplines are easy to implement, but the concept yeah. is easy to understand. Yeah. And we've got to run our business. We can't, well, this year we're going to focus on customer service. Next year we'll focus on developing our team. No, we've got to be doing all of this and we've got to, provide these tools so our business can grow. So our business will be sustainable long-term.
1: Absolutely. And that sustainable long-term is so huge. You know, people really have to think about, are the decisions that I'm making really building a strong foundation for this company or is it quicksand because it's, you know, one or the other. Yeah. Wow. So great. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, and anything you got going on that you think they should know about, please? You know, uh,
2: a couple things I'd love to share, and I do really appreciate the, the time. You know, uh, I, I said this has been an eight or nine year journey. And about two years ago, uh, my business partner and I started the process of, of putting these concepts into, into a book. And the book is called Pulling Profits Out of a Hat. We we just launched it uh, oh six seven weeks ago, and it has really uh, done some amazing things. We've been on Wall Street Journal bestseller list three weeks. Uh, you know, just just getting some great awareness because of these concepts and the ease of understanding and how to implement them. And so, pulling profits out of a hat, you can get it at Amazon, any of your favorite bookstores. Uh, go go grab it because it goes into depth of the five disciplines. And the five constituents that are going to help your business grow exponentially, uh, and you can learn more of these concepts on on the web at addzerosnow.com. That's where you can learn more about pulling profits or or our concept of adding zeros. Because we believe when you implement these five disciplines, you will add zeros in every area of your business, not just revenue and profit, but engagement, but retention you know, community involvement, all of those areas, you will add zeros in and ultimately in your revenue and profit. So addzerosnow.com. And if you want to reach out to me, you can certainly find me there or at montywyatt.com as well.
1: That's terrific. Thank you. and Congratulations on the book. I will definitely put it with a link uh, in the show notes. Thank so you. everyone can find it easily. Uh, oh, thank you. This, this was really tremendous. I, I so appreciate the conversation. Uh, and listeners, thank you. Uh, as of course, you know, I believe you are who we are doing this for. And boy, did you get some heavy content today that was very easily digestible. Time to take a look at your business, see how you're doing there, and then go get the book. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Audible.com. If you would like to get a free trial of Audible.com and a free audiobook, Just go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.
0: Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut.
1: Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all.